I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have arrived at hour number seven here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. And it looks like the sweat is over for the Patriots here as they're about to put this thing to a two score game as they're lining up for a field goal. It is good. So 27 17. About 2.20 to go. The Washington football team is down by seven with four minutes to go, but it's a full sweat in New Orleans right now as the Saints are holding on to a two-point lead with about 10 minutes to go there. Yeah, and one real quick update. It looks like this is maybe going to finish 31-7 in Seattle. Jacksonville did score. Urban Meyer kicks the extra point to make it a three-score game, of course. Then he onside kicks. It gets returned for a house call for Seattle. So now 31-7 Jacksonville at the ball. Clock is ticking. Remind me never to wager on Urban Meyer teams. Urban Meyer. Okay, let's go back out to Ben Falks right now, watching the Patriots and the Chargers, and it feels like this is all but over. I know it's outside of the two-minute warning, but barring a miracle, the Patriots, Ben, really took control of this thing in the second half. Yeah, and the Patriots do what Bill Belichick teams and well-coached teams do, which is in the fourth quarter, they have the long drive. This is what the Chargers did earlier in the season. They just kept, Patriots kept getting first downs, kept staying in bounds, uh, kept getting the third down, and eventually went. The drive did stall, but they kicked the field goal, as you said, to go up 10 points, only 220 on the clock. And judging by everything we've seen so far, there's no reason to think that the Chargers are getting two scores, let alone one here. So I think this thing is uh, all but wrapped up. And again, important to remember the Chargers, right? We were just saying how great they were. All of a sudden now, two straight losses. 
and one loss to the Ravens, one loss to the Patriots, which could be important tiebreakers if they're going for that wild card, if they're not winning the AFC West. Well, don't you remember a couple weeks ago, Brandon Staley was the, the, the new cat's meow. He was the, the new Bill Belichick, the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And since those comments well, that everybody on social media went nuts well, about. Well, the original Bill Belichick said, uh, you know, what the hell are you talking about? Because, by the way, and I've been critical of Belichick a little bit this year. He made a couple boo-boos. I thought kicking that field goal at the end against Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football was not the right decision. But there are still times like today where Bill Belichick still proves that he's playing chess and everybody else is playing no checkers. Question. Plus 40-point margin in the fourth quarter now for the New England Patriots. Two-minute warning uh, still left to go. Chargers, by the way. And and the reason why I say that, he forced the Chargers to burn all those timeouts with how he called that drive. And now Chargers up against it, down 10. So uh, Bill Belichick can still coach the game of football. Yeah, he can. And again, I, I'm wincing a little bit because it looked like an injury potentially to Austin Eckler here in time that might uh, just be construed as garbage time. But we'll find out about that. But again, look, I, I like Brandon Staley. I think he's going to be a fine coach. Mm-hmm. But let's... Like, not get over our skis with some don't, of these coaches. Don't, don't crown him just yet. Exactly. Thank you for the Denny Green uh, reference there because that's exactly right. That's what everybody seemed to be doing after a couple weeks. Uh, let's go back to Ben Fox because, Ben, obviously you know me. I'm, I wear it on my sleeve with my Cowboys. I know you're a Vikings guy here. So does the game plan change? I know it's got to a little bit when you see Cooper Rush on the other side and it's not Dak Prescott. Do you think now Mike Zimmer could actually say, all right, with Kirk Cousins, we can take more chances because we're not as fearful of the other guy on the other side playing quarterback. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that some Vikings fans, me included, have been frustrated by Mike Zimmer's fourth down decisions and being very conservative. And I think he's playing a bit as if he has the defense from 2017 that had a historic third down conversion rate on defense, where just once you got to third down, the other team wasn't getting a first down. And this is not the same defense. This is not the same NFL I think you're probably going to see more of those exotic blitzes and more blitzes in general. Dak Prescott, they played a couple years ago in a fantastic game down in Dallas that the Vikings ended up winning. But Dak was incredible at diagnosing blitzes, third and 13. It seemed like just about every long third down they were converting. So as well as the physical aspects, he's a great mental quarterback and reading, reading coverages, knowing where to go with the ball, going through progressions. Again, it's going to be a drop-off to Cooper Rush. There's no doubt. I think they'll probably try and lean on the running game. And obviously, Cowboys have a good offensive line, two good running backs, and those wide receivers. I think it will be an interesting back and forth. My heart says the Vikings should obviously win, and I think that they should win handily. But knowing as a Vikings fan, this will the Cowboys will get a special teams touchdown. There'll be a block punt. It's in some way this will be a closer game than it should because that really has been how all the Vikings games have gone this season, as you guys have alluded to. They have they were up been. ten against the Lions, and then all of a sudden at the end they had to kick a long field goal just to win the game. Um, really, they you know they're three and three and could very easily be five and one or could very easily be one and five. Uh, very quickly, Ben, because, again, when you watch, and obviously we all know why the line started to move, it opened up the Cowboys as two-and-a-half-point favorites, and now, to Wes's point here, it's swung all the way now with the official news that Dak is out to four, could get as high as four-and-a-half, maybe potentially five mm-hmm. before kickoff here, Ben. How do you handicap that when you see that line move? And if you are me, somebody like me, and you, you had the Cowboys say a plus three, and you feel like you, you, you got a bad number, would you suggest to people to try to back off and play the other side and, and count your losses or just kind of ride it out at this stage? 
It's a great question. I think it really depends on how much faith you have in Cooper Rush, right? So I think it seemed like it was trending towards Dak Prescott not playing. And so at that point, if you like the Vikings, you probably want to jump on that minus three. And by the same token, if you think that Cooper Rush is, there's not as big a drop-off and he'll be able to operate that offense, well, now instead of getting plus two and a half, plus three with the Cowboys, I'm getting plus four and a half, potentially plus five. So it really just depends on which side you're on. Uh, but you want to be careful, too, to not chase that number, right? And so now for the Vikings, you could have gotten plus two and a half earlier in the week. All of a sudden, it's minus four and a half. There's got to be some stop point there where all of a sudden you're not buying. And again, it's why we have this program and others and all the content on VEASAN.com. You can also watch the game and bet in-game. See how Cooper Rush looks the first drive, the first two drives. It's probably going to tell you a lot about how this game goes. No, that's good advice. That's don't advice. chase a, Don't chase a bad number here. And that's one thing that I think in-game wagering has done. Like, when I first started, like, Dave, you know, we talk about this. You're kind of new to sports betting. Yeah. You're new to this whole thing. And so, look, when you're a newer better, you might make some mistakes or you, there might be some things you don't know about. One of the mistakes I always used to make when I really first started doing in this I would still oh I like this side so much but I'm gonna bet it at a bad number now you you don't have to do that no you have live wagering and I often say on this network sometimes the best bets are the ones not made so you know there's all live to fight another day discretion is a better part of valor whatever cliche you want to use you don't necessarily have to chase that bad number so a very good point by Ben uh by the way, we do have two games kind of coming down to the wire here. Saints did get a field goal. Seven minutes left to go, 26-21 over Tampa Bay. And also uh, Denver trying to keep the WFT out of the end zone from tying this game. Okay, we want to uh, say thanks to Ben Fox. Of course, follow him on Twitter as we do at bfox 22 Does a great job with our SRVP of digital content here at uh, VEASAN. But again, it is a great point that you and Ben accentuate there. Live betting. And again, you saw it today with Carolina. Even though they were losing early, you felt like you were on the right side there so you could hop in in-game and get some value for your play, which cashed off uh, cash for you today. So we'll see what, how that looks with Cooper Rush, but I think that's the right advice to give to people. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to wait, see how this plays out in the first quarter, and get a better feel for the Don't game. Don't be an action junkie, necessarily. Absolutely. Right now, let's get back to, uh, to Chris Sheehan. He's watching Washington against Denver, and Taylor Heineke just took a sack. And it looks like now, with a minute ticking here, it's going to be a fourth down, Chris. How'd they get down here, though, at least in some sort of position to try to tie this football game? Yeah, they get down here with the help of J.D. McKissick. He's got eight catches on the day, 83 yards. Dax Milne, their seventh-round pick out of BYU with a big catch for 22 yards. And I definitely thought he was interfered with the defender, Hairston, for uh, the Broncos. Never even turned around. But regardless, Washington getting inside the 10-yard line here. Heineke fumbling the ball on that sack you mentioned there, Dave. And it is now 4th and 19, Washington trailing by a touchdown here as we watch this play. And we'll see if Washington is able to... uh, get 20 yards or more here it should be a tall task ahead but uh yeah on the day that they honor peyton manning put him in the uh, ring of honor looks like denver is leaning like they're going to win this game okay so it's going to be fourth down and about 19 to go there as chris uh, pointed out we'll get back to chris here you in can't a lose on a manning jersey retirement day old miss didn't a couple weeks ago and uh denver gonna try to stop on a fourth and 19 here and speaking of uh we do have a score. Let's get to Tank Williams. Uh, Tom Brady throws an absolute bomb here wow. in a lead change, Tank. 
no way he can miss him. I mean, that dude was Frank the Tank. I mean, he was streaking through the quad like butt naked into the end zone for the same. I mean, like I I don't really understand how you get that open. Like it was pretty crazy to me. I mean, they line up in the bunch route. Obviously, the Saints defense has been playing man, and somehow they just let him go. And Tom Brady delivers a nice bomb, but they aren't able to get the two, so they only up by one with a little over five minutes left. So. We still have a game, but, I mean, I've been saying all along, like, this Saints defense need to be able to buckle down, stop giving up those big plays, and yet they continue to do it to Cyril Grayson. My first time actually hearing this guy's name, and then he's a crowd pleaser in New Orleans. Unbelievable. I was going to say, Tank, who the heck is this guy? With all the weapons that Tom Brady has at his disposal, he finds this guy Who has he thrown to in New England, though, man? They get dudes off the street, and he can go ahead and find them in the end zone. Cyril Grayson, by the way, out of LSU, back before they found a passing game down there in LSU when Joe Brady was coordinator. So right now, 27-26 Tampa Bay. By the way, it looks like we have an interception in the end zone for Denver. There was a flag. I think it was a post-celebration it was. because of the taunting here. So I think that's going to stand. Denver going to get the win to go to 4-4. Four and four. Washington football team 2-6, and 1-7 and seven against the number. Yeah, the penalty for celebrating because he was happy he made a pick to win the game. My goodness, how crazy is that concept? The Chargers got a touchdown here from Justin Herbert. They're only down three now, 40 seconds to go in regulation, lining up for the onside kick. So we'll see if they can get that. And Dustin Hopkins, the new kicker there in L.A., let's see what he can dial up. But again, Bucks up by one. Broncos going to put Washington to bed. And right now a three-point game in L.A. Come on back. It's the Green Zone right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We have some great news for our Colorado-based VEASAN fans. We have partnered with Altitude Sports Radio, and starting on Monday, all of your favorite VEASAN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio, 9.50 a.m. in Denver. We are extremely excited about this partnership that brings VEASAN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all your favorite VEASAN shows live on Altitude Radio, 9.50 a.m. in Denver, starting tomorrow morning. My goodness. We have more drama than we thought <laughs> we would great. have in Denver. Oh, my Lord. It looks Lord. like Chase Young is just forced to turnover, and the Washington football team down seven has life. We were scratching our head at the throw from Bridgewater as he's rolling out incomplete. Stop the clock because Washington still had timeouts. Chris, this is like one of the weirdest finishes that I've seen in a while in the NFL. What's going on here? Boys, I was about to start rolling up the cords here, calling it a day <laughs> the Broncos winning a cover, but we've got a little bit of a sweat now. As you mentioned there, Wes, Chase Young punching that football out here. I'm not seeing exactly who is falling on it. I, I believe it is Washington on that football. We'll see how this goes. I'd like to see them, if it is Washington, use some creativity here in their pass game when it was that fourth and 19. Heineken just kind of heaved it up in Justin Simmons with his second interception. I don't know. Maybe try some Jared Zabransky hook and ladder yeah. type mm-hmm. stuff. Boise State, get creative. You need to get in the end zone. You're two and five. Let's see what they do here at the 25. And you know we did have the jinx here. They had said, Melvin Gordon has not fumbled oh. in 207 carries. You always know the Chiron jinx where it's like, Coming. dude has missed or made 50 foul shots in the row and then he misses a pair at the line. That's exactly what happened there. I have no idea what Denver is doing there, but Chase Young, Johnny on the spot, strips the ball. That ball, of course, batted away. It looks like it was Pat Sertan, the second. Another first-round pick, making a very good play there, kind of saving the day because that was going to be a touchdown. And we've got an injury here to Eric Flowers, the offensive lineman. Now, I I, got to know my rules here a little bit, but I don't believe they have to use a timeout because it was an incomplete pass. So I don't believe Washington, who has two timeouts, and by the way, had Denver run the ball in the previous play before the fumble, they would only have one timeout. But instead, inexplicably with that rollout, which was incomplete, it leaves Washington two timeouts, 18 seconds to go. So the whole field is open to them. And you probably squeeze in three, four plays tops, but it is second down here. So let's see what the Washington football team, and this does not look good uh, with a leg injury here. So it might be a little bit of time. Speaking of time, we're getting low on time in New Orleans. But how about this by the Saints? Uh, two and a half to go now. They've got a third down, and they've got a one-point deficit that they are facing right now. Let's go back out to Tank Williams with the Bucks and the Saints. And, Tank, I get the feeling here Sean Payton is trying to play keep away and not necessarily trying to score too soon. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've learned over and over, if you give one of those quarterbacks like a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers the ball back, even with 30 seconds on the clock, that could be too much. And so the way the Saints defense has been playing, ideally for him, he can hopefully run the clock down all the way to the final seconds, kick a field goal and get out of there. But the whole point of this is going to be can Trevor uh, Simeon and that offense continue to execute? They haven't been able to run the ball that well. They had a nice little reverse to Deontay Harris to return, and that got him into uh, Tampa Bay field uh, on the side of the ball. And so now he's just trying to probably run the ball. They're always going to feel, I feel, find themselves in like third and short. They're going to have to convert there. If they can convert there a couple of times, they'll be all right. But now we're right in the red zone inside the 10. So. It's looking good for the Saints right now. They just have to be able to punch it in. First and goal now, Tank. So a nice throw here by Trevor Simeon. I believe to Callaway to get that big first down. So not the the people we thought we'd be talking about uh, three and a half hours ago here, Wes. But looking like right now Trevor Simeon at least in position to get this win. Because, again, now it's ticking down to the two-minute warning. It's first and goal. And the Bucks, I believe, have two timeouts. Yeah. So now it's more time. It's not about the points. Obviously, you do have the touchdown if you're New Orleans, but I got to think they run the ball a couple times to at least take away those two timeouts that Denver did not do to the Washington. Yeah, without team. question, now they're going to let it go to the two minute warning. Two timeouts for Tampa Bay they could use on defense. Three offensively for New Orleans. Obviously, that's a little bit more immaterial. By the way, we do have a sack by Reed of Taylor Heineke oh. here. Now it's going to be third and 16. That forces the WFT to go ahead and take their final timeout. Third and 16 from the Denver 30 yard line. So we'll see if they try to do two plays, see if they can pick up that first down. But this may just be a shot in the end zone. Yeah, I would think with 13 seconds if you run it quickly you should be able to get two shots at the end zone but again it has to be to the end zone if you're trying to do that let's see what happens here is Heineke will give you a little live play-by-play he's going to take the out route and only picks Not up about much, three about yards. Two yards yeah. there. So this is going to have to go to the end zone. Uh, no time left on the clock. And it is now down. going to be fourth down, I believe, in 14. So got to be a shot into the end zone. Obviously, uh, don't get a pass interference. And I think he was even out of bounds on that. So he that might have gained no yards there. So nothing ventured there. And actually nothing gained. So fourth and 16. Eight seconds left to go in mile high. Denver uh, trying to avoid absolutely giving this game away. What a, abysmal play calling down the stretch. Yeah, and I didn't like that play call there because my thought pattern would have been maybe a quick fade route and try to see if I can get something on the sideline so I know it gets out of bounds. But now here we go. Anyway, Heineke to the end zone. And it's basically a Hail Mary that's out of the back of the end zone. So like Jared Goff on 4th and 11, mm -hmm. when he throws it away, you yeah. have to keep the ball in the field. Of Denver play. is going to survive Vic Fangio's coaching malpractice here down the stretch. So now 17-10 to 10 final score. Our man Chris has been watching this game all day. Uh, Chris, describe what we just saw because <laughs> I don't know if I can really do it justice. We saw Taylor Heineke chucking it up into the end zone once again without success. Washington football team losing this game, dropping to two and six. We talked about that live line three and a half. That's exactly why I did not uh, feel good about it one way or another. It's two bad football teams when it comes down to it. But Denver, four and four right now. So despite playing some bad football over the last couple of weeks, they get a big win at home today and uh, should be able to compete for the postseason. Whereas uh, Washington two and six, although last year we saw that turnaround, they weren't dealing with such a strong Cowboys team, but that remains to be seen how Dallas plays tonight. 
um, against the Minnesota Vikings. But yeah. personally, uh, I'm not even dealing with that Cooper Rush situation. I'll be on the over Astros uh, World Series tonight. There you go. You know, Boyle that's a good point. Today. That's a good point that Chris <laughs> makes. It's like somebody, I guess, had to win that game. It could have ended in a tie, of course. Uh, oh. But, you know, l- l- somebody wins the game, somebody loses. Let's never speak of it again. Yeah, let's not talk about that one again. <laughs> but it was great having Chris uh, season uh, uh, on the show with us today. So you can follow Chris at the Big she show is a C H E E show. Uh, does a great job as uh, hosting by the book back there in the Washington D.C. area. So thanks to Chris Sheehan for being on with us here today on Vicent. Okay, still have drama in New Orleans, and we mentioned it here. Second and goal now here for Trevor Simeon and company. They did attempt a pass, which I believe was incomplete. So the Buccaneers did not have to use one of those timeouts. They run another pass play, which is also incomplete. So it's third down. Let's go back to Tank Williams. Tank, look, I get it. You're trying to get the score here, Sean Payton, but why not run the ball to try to make at least Tampa Bay use those timeouts? Yeah, I understand being aggressive because you feel like Brady is going to get the ball back with some time and end up scoring. But, I mean, I like your approach where at least you run the ball on first down, see what you get, maybe get yourself a more manageable second down. Have that clock running. If it's not running, that means that they blow a timeout. But now you're throwing the first two downs, leaving two timeouts in that pocket. You have to throw on this down. So that means basically you're in a situation where you can't run down any clock. At the worst, maybe you get a field goal, but then Tom Brady has almost a minute and a half and two timeouts to go down and score a touchdown. Or hopefully you get a touchdown right here. Which they don't so, get. Yeah, and if anything, yes, Bruce, yeah. yeah, Bruce Arians actually not calling the timeout before the two-minute warning did actually give New Orleans free seconds, but New Orleans gave him right back, gave him about 30 seconds for free, and New Orleans electing to pass the ball. I get, you know, but you got to – I agree with you guys. You got to run the ball and see if you can extend those timeouts. It's like now you're giving Tom Brady the ball back. If this field goal is good, about a minute 40 left to go, and – one, one time, time out. out. I mean, yeah. who, who would you be wagering Aaron on Aaron right Rodgers got a, a winning field goal, by the way, with like 30 seconds and no timeouts on Sunday Night Football. What's Brady going to do with this? So, I, I mean, again, I, I would like. who would I rather be right now? I'd rather be a, a backer of the Bucks if I had mm-hmm. a money line play. Mm-hmm. I'd rather back the Bucks because Sean Payton, if you're going to throw the ball, then take shots at the end zone. They never even yeah. got it to the end zone from first and goal, and they throw an underneath route on third down, which would have been an okay play call on first down so that you would make Tampa Bay use the timeout. But when you don't execute those things on first and second down, you've wasted the opportunity to make them at least burn both timeouts. So now Brady has one in his pocket. He's going to have about a minute 35 at the least. Once this kickoff is done, this field goal is good. So right now the Saints have the two-point lead, 141 to go in a timeout. Well, you yeah. got to love the Bucks' chances here. Yeah, this game. you've got plenty of time here. 141 left to go and a timeout, like you said, now 29 to 27. What you're worried about if you're back in the Saints, like I am at five and at plus five and a half, Tampa Bay gets a touchdown here all of a sudden, uh, you know, and then they go for two, could be 35 29. So I'm hopeful to avoid that. Please. When you take a shot at the GOAT, you best not miss. Yes. I feel like the Saints just missed their shot to beat the GOAT. We will discuss and see how this plays out when you come back and Dr. Terrell Julian later on in the program right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make the 
best football season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And to quote the late, great Jack Buck, I don't believe what I just saw, Wes Reynolds, because... It's going to be over in New Orleans, and I'm not just talking about the total, but it's going to be the game as well. Let's go back out to Tank Williams, who's doing a great job, as always, here on VEASAN covering this game today. Tank, you wanted points. I didn't think you'd get them in this variety here, in this manner, to close out this game. Hey, y'all always sleep on the boy T-Money, but I always come through in the clutch, even when starting quarterbacks and all that go down. I mean, this was... <laughs> An amazing game. Actually, Brady should have been picked off on the first down. I thought the uh, safety Marcus Williams should have intercepted that. But on, on the second play, it's really interesting. They were playing in cover two man where the safeties are back over the top. The cornerbacks are playing man on all the wide receivers. Mike Evans lines up in a tight split, goes across the formation, so that one safety freed up. And so to me, it seems like Brady would be aware that they've been covering two man all game. And when you have that wide receiver coming on over route, that safety is just free to work. And so he read Brady's eyes. Brady didn't see him. He was able to pick off the ball and run into the end zone. And I heard you kind of as we was coming in back from the break, like, if they're throwing it up for a Hail Mary, they always tell us to knock it down. Hey, we get paid off of those interceptions, <laughs> so we catch it. We ain't knocking it down. I and knew if we do intercept it, you tell us to get down. Like, nah, dog, we ain't getting down. I knew Tank we was going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, Tank, because P.J. Williams, there was a little discussion I was seeing on the social medias that says, oh, he should have just went down at the one. It's like, hell no. no. He's going to get – he's getting bonus, and you guys get incentives for those pick sixes and those interceptions. So, went in, got the touchdown. Fortunately for New Orleans, they do make the extra points, so now it's a two-possession game because if they didn't miss make that eight PAT, right? of course, it would be – 35-27 and still very much chance Tampa could tie the game. Tank, I know we're going to give all the credit to Sean Payton, and we should. I mean, Sean Payton's a great coach. We understand that. He's won a Super Bowl. We saw the way he game managed on Monday night to get that win on the road and then come back this week, and it looks like they get this win against Tom Brady. But what about Dennis Allen? Is this more of a Dennis Allen defense thing that gives Tom Brady problems because we saw it last year? They really thumped the Bucks twice. Now, when it mattered most in the playoffs, Brady got the better of him. But in the regular season, Tom Brady, for whatever reason, seems to be struggling against Dennis Allen-led defenses. I mean, as you saw, I mean, Brady was able to get his against that Saints defense, so we can't get it twisted. Like, I mean, he had those turnovers. He had the phone. We had the two picks. But for the most part, you know, he was able to kind of get the ball deep and take advantage of them on the outside and the inside. But I think where Dennis Allen's game plan was so brilliant is that one thing that you can always get Tom Brady on is if you get pressure up the middle, just get pressure on him, period. He gets flushed and he wants to get the ball out of his hands. That's how the fumble was created, and then that's how one of those turnovers was created. But at the same time, I feel like he didn't see the cornerback sliding back in. But getting pressure in Brady's face and at the same time challenging those wide receivers to where you have somebody on them so he doesn't really have clear throws. Because if he has clear throws, he's going to pick you apart. But the combination of pressure and tight windows can, you know, kind of mess up the Bucks' offense a little bit. But at the same time, Saints defense needs to clean up. They gave up way too many big plays. And if you don't have those turnovers, I think it's a totally different game for the Buccaneers. Okay, now I know that that pick six is going to be something that he tells his grandkids about for years, right? I, I pick six the GOAT to win a game. Tank, 
Who's the best quarterback you ever ripped? Oh, man. It has to be Peyton Manning. Woo! Yeah, I got Peyton Manning, like, early on in my career. Like, we used to have those. It was before that streak where Peyton Manning and those guys just got really good and used to just beat us almost, it seemed like, every, like, twice a year in Tennessee. Like, when we had Steve McNair, Eddie George, the freak, when he was in his prime, like, yeah. we had some really good teams in uh, Tennessee. And so we used to battle the coach, just like that game you saw today, where it would always come down to the wire and then, I mean, that's why I always get a thrill when you see defenses competing against a Tom Brady and some of these other great quarterbacks because we pay so much attention in practice trying to disguise, trying to make everything look the same because if you slipped up just one bit, pay knew what defense he, you were in and he was going to exploit you. And so whenever you see these, these matchups between great defensive players going against a great quarterback or mastermind coaches on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, I mean, it really is chess that we're watching, so you just have to sit back and appreciate it, and I definitely did today with this game. I absolutely love that, Tank. And again, when we saw uh, what happened with the Rams when they beat Tom Brady and the Bucks earlier in the year, so this is officially the second loss on the year for, for Brady. If you remember at the end of that game, he walked over to Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. in defeat and said, I, you know, you almost got me on one. Yeah. They know it's the game within the game between the greats, so when you get one on Brady like that, uh, the way Williams did there, that's one he's going to remember for a long time, just like Tank. I know you remember the ones you got against Peyton Manning. Let's shift our focus ahead to the Sunday night game here very quickly, Tank, while we still have you. As we look at the Cowboys now, I just want to talk about the mentality here from the Cowboys side. You know what it's like to be, be in that locker room, and all of a sudden your leader, for whatever reason, goes down. What's that like right now for Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, uh, even Dan Quinn for the defensive side? How do they collectively now – gear back up to play this game? Or do you think they already knew that Dak wasn't going to go and maybe it's just us, the fans, and the media that are finding this out here before kickoff? Uh, I have a feeling that they probably knew, but at the same time, I feel like the game plan was going to be the same approach. I mean, we know that Dallas is explosive throwing the ball on offense, but what makes that offense go is that running game. Like, Zeke has been really effective to start the season. I mean, I feel like he always gets between 15, 20 touches. And at the same time, like, consistently, he's put up over 100-something yards and having a touchdown in each game. Now, he's going to have to try to, you know, recreate that production knowing that the Vikings defense is going to try to stop him and put the pressure on Cooper Rush to beat them through the air. So I feel like, you know, there's going to be a heavy dose of Zeke, heavy dose of Pollard, and then also those wide receivers are going to have to step up and make some big plays and help Cooper Rush out. And Cooper Rush is going to have to make some decisions. I believe the Vikings are definitely going to try to pressure him and try to get some pressure up the outside, pressure on the middle, force him into some tough decisions. And if he can navigate that, they'll have a chance. But I think it all starts with that Dallas run game. And here's some hope for you, Dave Ross, and your Dallas Cowboys. We just saw Mike White and Trevor Simeon lead their team to win today. Who's saying Cooper Rush can't do it? I'm with you guys. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. And and thanks to your point there, uh, certainly there's going to be plays that can be made for Cooper Rush because you know they're going to try to stack the box here and stop Pollard and stop Zeke. Very quickly, we just saw the corner of my eye. After that Buccaneers game ended tank, I saw it looked like Gardner Johnson and Leonard Fournette had a little, shall we say, chat uh, at midfield, and the bad blood carried over a postgame. Did you ever have a situation like that? Where And I know, like, I remember those Ravens and Titans games with Ray Lewis where there was no love lost there with the Eddie George games and those sort of things. Did that ever carry over where you guys took the helmets off and you kind of met at the 50 and – you wanted to say something. I'm right here standing. 
I mean, I don't think I ever had a situation where I was getting ready to fight after the game, but definitely in the game, you have like those rivalries, whether it's us against the Steelers, Ravens. Actually, we had some good battles with Jacksonville when they were really good with Mark Brunel. And I can remember uh, they had the one receiver, I believe it was like Mike Williams that came out of Washington, a high draft pick. And I was normally a kind of cool, calm, collector guy. And my counterpart in the secondary talked a lot of noise and trash. But this was like a real feisty game. And the guy did something to me. And like I snapped up. And I grabbed him around his neck. And, like, oh. it was, like, totally out of character for me because you'll never see me do it. But when you're playing those rivalry games and there's a lot on the line and you get that chippiness and you feel like someone's, like, playing the game the wrong way or doing things that are out of character, like, sometimes you have to kind of step out of your element, too, and, and, and check somebody. And so, actually, I don't mind. I understand that the image that the NFL is trying to portray to the masses, but that's part of the game. These are all guys that are out there trying to compete at a high level, prove that they're the top dog, and they also have a lot on line as far as division championships, trying to jockey their way into the playoffs. So when you look at the passion, the emotion, everything that you put into it, and that person that's across from you has that same mentality, and then your way, obviously fireworks are going to come every now and then. So, yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And Tank, I'm kind of like you. I, I find myself to be pretty mild-mannered, but mm-hmm. I will snap when people disrespect the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tank Williams, follow him on Twitter as we do, at TankWilliams13. Great to get a uh, former DB and get his perspective on a week-in, week-out basis. So we thank Tank again for his excellent input this week. And to put a capper on that Tampa-New Orleans game, Sean Payton now 7-1-1 one, one against the number as a home that? underdog. And look, you got to give Sean Payton some credit, though. When you have to change your play calling, you get a quarterback that you're putting in cold off the bench, who is your number three quarterback, was number two today because Taysom Hill, of course, still out with the concussion. And... Guy knows what he's doing. Guy's yes. pretty darn good here. So uh, a lot of these coaches, uh, uh, we saw two of them in the late session, two of the best in the game, prove why they're the best in the game. Bill Belichick with New England. Uh, by the way, if you're watching uh, how to defend Justin Herbert, just watch the two Patriots <laughs> games against the Chargers the last two seasons. And then also Sean Payton. There's a reason why these guys have the rings. It's, it's why I love when we get that type of insight, Wes, that we can sit here for seven hours, watch these games with the emotion that we have it's because of guys like tank that played at the highest levels and they still get fired up which gets me fired up hopefully you're fired up when you're watching the green zone at home sometimes though this game is very physical we have injuries Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss with dr trell julian next right here on the green zone on beeson the sports betting network I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. And if any team scores a touchdown on Sunday, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team simply scores a touchdown on Sunday. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds wrapping up seven fun hours of the green zone here on Visa. Not fun if you backed the Lions like I did today or the Jaguars like I did this afternoon. Shame on me. Before we get to the Sunday night game here, Wes, and I look at this, and you look at the Buccaneers losing for the second time now, mm-hmm. right? We saw Arizona lose for the first time on Thursday night. The Rams get another ho-hum victory today. Cowboys without Cooper Rush, or excuse me, without Dak Prescott, go to Cooper Rush tonight against Minnesota. They are also a one-loss team in the NFC. I feel like, remember, only one buy. That number one seed means a lot more this year in the new playoff format mm-hmm. than possibly in years past with the one and two seeds yes. got early buys. So, Wes, when you look at the demarcation of power players in the NFC, how important is this game tonight for Dallas? It's not a game they can just say, well, 
We'll just shrug it off. Yeah, you don't want to phone it in. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of time here for for Dallas to catch up. I don't think if they lose this game, they're all of a sudden kaput to win that seed. And, uh, you know, by the way, just to recap before we get Dr. Julian on, underdogs, including Thursday night, 8-5 and today. Seven of those underdogs won outright. The only team that was a dog that covered that didn't win outright was the Houston Texans. Okay, let's, uh, right now, because as as much as we love this game, there are injuries associated with it, and that's why we have the good doctor, Terrell Julian, the chief of orthopedic surgery at Kaiser Permanente Mid-Atlantic, join us here each and every Sunday. So let's get right to it. And, Doc, let's start off with Thursday night with Kyler Murray because – in the loss, that's one thing, but potentially losing Kyler Murray, that's another for the Cardinals going forward. What are you hearing about his injury status? Yep, so Kyler Murray, he suffered a left ankle sprain on the last play of the game. So again, we make that distinction between a high versus a low ankle sprain. 90% of the ankle sprains are low ankle sprains, and athletes are usually week to week. In some cases, when you've got a severe low ankle sprain, like Saquon Barkley, we're looking at two to four weeks. So the way Murray was walking off, it really points to a sort of low ankle sprain that's not that bad. I think he's going to be okay. So he's going to rehab the ankle for the rest of the week, and we're going to follow the injury report. I'd expect him out there next week for the uh, NFC showdown. And uh, I'm not sure what the prognosis is for Jameis Winston. Obviously did not look good, carted to the Mm -hmm. locker room with a knee injury and ruled out. Any further updates that you've heard, doctor, or based on your experience, what do you anticipate here for Jameis Winston? So this was tough. This happened on the horse collar tackle. Initially, it looked like a high ankle sprain, but then the reports came out that it was a knee injury. When you're looking at knee injuries, that's likely an MCL or possibly an ACL. So ACL, obviously, that's a whole lot worse. He's done for the entire season. That's usually a non-contact twisting injury. But the way he was brought down, it almost looks like it was an MCL. So he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. And we're going to follow the report. For we've, Jameis and the Saints, it's definitely going to impact those standings in the NFC South. And we've seen that a little bit reflected in the line. The look-ahead line, of course, was 5.5 on New Orleans. Now seeing some 4, 4.5 until it's official uh, regarding Winston's status. but And also Taysom Hill if right. he comes out of concussion protocol. But as of now, it would look like Trevor Simeon is your starter next week. It didn't look too bad in that win today over Tampa Bay. Uh, Doc, I, I joked uh, earlier this week that all tweets should be about Dak Prescott's calf before we know his status for Sunday Night Football. Now we know the status. He cannot go here. Uh, As a Cowboy fan, is this something here that this is just time is going to get this calf better, so that's why you take the precaution today to not play him, or should there be more of a red flag going forward for Cowboy backers? So I think this is one where time's going to tell. The game tonight doesn't essentially mean that much for the Cowboys. They're 5-1. and one. They've got the entire NFC East schedule ahead of them. This is something where they're, being, they're using an overabundance of caution, and they should. They've got to take the long-term, effect, long-term approach to this and really look and see what they want to do with an entire season, not just one game. So for Cowboys backers, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't start waving any red flags yet. And another quarterback injury we did have today, Sam Darnold of the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers did have to leave. Uh, in the fourth quarter, due to a concussion, P.J. Walker finished it up in Carolina's victory. Uh, in terms of concussion protocol, doctor, I know this is obviously different from everybody. You know, it's a little bit tricky. What is the earliest that you think uh, somebody in this protocol can come back? They can come back in the for the next for the game next week if he progresses through this pretty quickly. We saw, was it Patrick Mahomes? He probably could have. He was actually on the sideline 
and he wanted to go back in, but they kept him out because the game was out of hand. So when we're talking about speed through the concussion protocol, you can come back in, in one week. So with him, this is going to be interesting. He's got that matchup versus the Patriots next week. And you've got the trade deadline right around the corner. We're going to have to keep an eye out on the Winston injury report, the Starnell concussion, and all these Watson trade rumors as well. Okay, well, maybe paging Cam Newton in a, a couple of different uh, places out there. So with all these quarterback injuries, we'll find out if Cam Newton's name might resurface once again. Uh, Dr. Trell Julian, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Kaiser Permanente Mid-Atlantic. Always great to have you on the show. But again, Doc, when we have you on the show, we know we had some key injuries uh, to quarterbacks and certainly key positions in the NFL. But we always appreciate the time and the information. Anytime, guys. Take care. Thank okay. you, Doctor. Getting ready for Sunday Night Football, and I'm glad to hear that from the good Doc that essentially – if you're a Cowboy backer like myself long-term, that this is something that time can heal for Dak Prescott's calf. Because really, the bigger concern for me is not so much this game. Yes, as, as somebody played this, this side today, you feel like, ah, oh, man, it's kind of, it, it really wish he was out there. But long-term, if it's just time that's going to heal, like Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, it sounds like it's, it's the non-throwing shoulder. It's a pain threshold, mm-hmm. right? So it's not so much that Baker's going to make it worse by playing. It's just, can you tolerate the pain? Dak could actually make it worse by playing. So for me, this just seems like the safer approach that the doc laid out there for the Cowboys. Sit him out another week, let that calf rest up, and hopefully he's ready to go for next week and and beyond. And Doc obviously brought up a good point on that NFC schedule, looking uh, what the Cowboys have on deck after they play at Minnesota here in about uh, 45 minutes. They do have Denver coming in. They have Atlanta coming in. They have a road game at Kansas City, and then they get the Raiders coming in on Thanksgiving afternoon down there at Jerry World, and then they start December in New Orleans. But look, you look at how you close the season. You've got four or five division games. You've got games at Washington, games at the Giants, Washington coming back in, and then games at Philadelphia. Nobody in this NFC East I can't see no. them beating this team. So, look, I think that this is an abundance of caution, and I think this is probably the right spot to do it. By the way, four and a half look like it's oh. the apex here <laughs> in the market. Uh, I don't think it's going to go any further. And, look, uh, you may see some late buyback also on Minnesota. I do have them on a teaser from earlier this week. I also did play them plus the points when they were an underdog. But I have them on a teaser up to eight and a half when Dallas was minus two and a half on the road. So, I'm debating whether I want to do a little middle a fiddle in the middle here and maybe taking Dallas at four and a half. What I may end up doing is kind of waiting and seeing how this game starts out and then trying to hit Dallas live. My target number would be over seven, obviously, seven and a half. And then, you know, you've got a, a pretty big middle there if you have the Vikings on that really good teaser number. But don't think that your ticket is dead. I mean, like I say, sometimes you win with the worst of the number, and sometimes you lose with the best of it. I did that earlier today with the Indianapolis Colts taking points, did not lay them necessarily, and they closed three, and it didn't really matter. So some you want to get that closing line value, but that closing line value doesn't always mean that you're going to cash winning tickets. Got about a minute to go before uh, Brady Cannon and James Salinas take over as we get ready for that Sunday night football game here. But I did want to pick your brain very quickly on Monday night. When you look at the G-Men against the Chiefs here, that number started off really big around mm-hmm. 13, got down to as low as about 9, 9.5. Looks like it's gone back up to about 10. So that line has fluctuated uh, through the week here. What's your initial thoughts on that Monday night game? Well, this has kind of been the best situation for the Giants over the last four yep. years. I know various coaching changes, but 18-4 and four is away underdogs. They've been very good. Kansas City, obviously, on a 3-14-1 ATS run dating back to last year. We did use the Giants in the contest 
I have not personally bet it yet. But Mahomes, 11 total turnovers, interceptions, six straight games. Got to tidy that up. And maybe the Chiefs come out with a big effort because really the narrative in the national media is like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with the Chiefs? And eventually these guys hear about it and they're like, okay, we're going to show these you-know-whats what's wrong with the Chiefs and we're going to bring it. And that's why I think you've seen it go back to 10. It was 9.5 in the contest. Okay, so let's see if the Chiefs are who we thought they were going to be. I'm, I'm kind of on this side of the Giants because Danny Dimes away from the Meadowlands is much better mm-hmm. than Danny Dimes at home. Wes, always enjoyed Seven Hours with Wes every Sunday is a lot of fun. Thanks to Jacob Roach and Jeremy Wingle, our producer and director, doing great work back there behind the glass. Enjoy the football tonight. Brady and James, take it over. Trick right or treat, everybody. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.